Welcome into the Folks Report podcast. Zach Lancaster here alongside Brian Murphy. Um, we've got a it's fun, messed up, man. We've got a fun episode here. Um, well, it'll be a fun sounding episode. Brian had a, a whale of a weekend, uh, not watching Oklahoma State, but uh, spent the weekend in Denver, one of my favorite places to be. It was fantastic. I, I could. I be, left my voice there. You know, I you could know. be in Denver all the time. I, I love living in Oklahoma. I got. All my family here. I got all my friends here. Uh, we're going to have our kid here. But if I could pick anywhere to live and, and live comfortably and not right. have to, like, eke out a life in a major metropolitan area, it would be Denver, Colorado. Denver's your spot. Denver, it, Boulder, Idaho Springs, that whole area, like a one-hour radius of Denver is top tier. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I went to Rockies game on Saturday night. I was trying to keep up with the game. Holy cow. Like, that became very easy to keep up with, but just putting the phone in the pocket and oh, saying, man. "All right, well, we'll see you. So Andrea, see you next time." Andrea wasn't feeling all that well. She had a she had a bit of a long week at work, and not nothing like bad, but you know, physically drained. And she's at the point now where if she squats down, she cannot get back up. Right. Um, I'm not laughing if she's in the back. I'm not laughing, Andrew. And so she's at that stage of the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. She can't get something out of the bottom of the fridge. And so she wasn't feeling all that well. She hasn't, she hasn't been sleeping well. The baby is really starting to move. And so I told Robert Friday, I said, hey, there's a really good chance that I'm going to cover from the house. Andrea is not doing all that well, and she's just exhausted, not feeling good. I think I'm going to stay home, take care of her, cover the game. I don't know. Other than Manhattan last year, that was my that was the first road game I went on in a few years. Mm-hmm. Other than that game, I don't know if I was more glad to not be at a game. Yeah, uh, like I was at the Central Michigan game, and while that game was crazy, and that last play shouldn't have happened, that was one of the funnest. And and, and I, I say that kind of like I don't mean that it was like a great game because Central Michigan won or whatever. Right. But, like, that was the wildest, cra- one of the craziest games I've been a part of. Um, Bedlam last year, now that was that was fun for a whole other reason. You know, but there's there's games where you're like, you may not have the desired outcome, but it was like, damn, man, mm-hmm. I was glad I was here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that I wasn't at this game. And I'm not, I, I want to say this up front right now, I'm, I am going to – talk about how bad this offense was on Saturday. I'm not going to dog this offense. Uh, so if you're listening to this, you know, I, I but I'm not going to, I'm not going to pump sunshine. I'm not going to have orange colored glasses on, but I'm not going to dog this offense because if you do go back and watch like the run game was bad and the quarterbacks were bad, but the quarterbacks weren't bad because the quarterbacks were bad and there wasn't a running game because the running backs were bad. It was the offensive line. Yeah, that and, and I don't want to. I don't want to delve too deeply in the offensive line because it's. I, I they know they're bad. The coaches know they're bad. The fans know they're bad, and there's just no sense in me harping on them. Well, I hope the offensive line don't go to class this week and go. Yeah, we're bad. They should. I hope they should. Nah, I mean, hopefully I, they got they go to class and go. You know what? We were bad. We've got a way to fix this. And, and that's what I mean. I, yeah. I, I don't think the offensive line should go around saying, well, we're awful, man. We stink. But but they should, you know, they were bad, you know, and, and at no point, I think Mike was spot on. He was like, I don't think we have any major issues. And I, I would agree with that. I be, and, and let me let me say why. Because when you look at, the, like, the offensive line is, is bad. I, I don't know if I agree 
in that sense. Like, I think the offensive line's a major issue. Mm-hmm. But I think when someone asked him about major issues, they're not, they're not talking, like, they're talking about quarterback decision. Personally, I do think that they need to name a starting quarterback. Oh, yeah. But I don't think that's a major issue. I think when you look at the game on Saturday, there were major problems. Mm-hmm. I think the, the running backs were very, very average. Ollie Gordon had three touches for 12 yards. Now, how much of that is predicated on the offensive line? You know, Gunner was 10 of 27. At no point should your third string, and I guess it's unfair to say third string at this point, but at no point should one of your three quarterbacks be your leading rusher until the end of the game and have it less than 30 yards. Elijah Collins, 9 for 31. Um, So I I think there were major problems on Saturday. The the defense wasn't great, but I – I'm, we're going to get into the, the badness of this offense, no doubt. And we'll talk about the shortcomings of the defense. But I do want to give South Alabama a lot of credit. I'm not saying that Oklahoma State lost to a, a really, really good team, and so that's the excuse, and I'm chalking it, and, and then that's I'm moving on from that because it was a lot of, there was a lot of bad stuff that we're going to talk about. But South Alabama, they had second and third string SEC players that were like, you know what, I'm not playing at Alabama. I'm not playing at Old Miss. I'm going to go somewhere where I can play a lot of football. So South Alabama, and while they weren't, you know, they, it's not like they have a starting SEC offensive line or a starting defense in the SEC. They do have SEC players. They returned a lot of talent from last year, and they were a tough team last year. So I'm going to give them a lot of credit because they were a good football team. However, at no point should it have been 33-7. to Like, right. that was it, – it is an embarrassing loss. South Alabama's a good football team, so I'm going to give them credit where credit is due. That should have never happened, though. I, I don't know what's going on. And I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, there's, a, there's fire going on in the West End zone and that coaches need to lose their job. But I do think there is a lot of stuff going on that needs to be figured out. In that same breath, it's not like they're not doing it. You know, and out yeah, they didn't take Monday, Tuesday off because they were like, ah, no, it, it goes back to what we talked about last week. You, you think Mike Gundy is like, well, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to play three quarterbacks. No, he doesn't want to play three quarterbacks. He doesn't know who his quarterback is. So he has to try to figure it out. You think he you think he wants to have 29 carries for 94 yards? You think you think he wants to have his co- three quarterbacks combined for sixteen to thirty five for a hundred and fourteen yards and one pick? No, you, you, that this these coaches aren't. I understand that you're upset with uh, with with Casey Dunn. Casey doesn't want to have a, a paltry offense. Go back and look at all the offenses that Casey Dunn's been a part of. Look at go back to twenty seventeen and and the two thousand yard receivers. You're, you're telling me that he doesn't want to have a James Washington-esque player out there? You don't think he wants to put Gunner or Alan Bowman or Garrett Rangel in the pocket and have them throw for 400 yards? There's a oh. lot of issues that they're trying yeah. to figure this out. I'm, a, I'm just ups, upset as everybody else, and I know sure. they are too, but it's not like they don't want to do anything. And and they can they not want to do anything all they want. What I think fans are getting restless with, upset with, is, is just – Indecisiveness I, is what I, it, I agree with is that. what it seems like. I'm okay and, with that. And you can start that with the quarterback position. If you you know fans are, I believe, rightly justified to say, dude, you guys had nine months to figure out which of these three can do it. If you say that, like from where I'm sitting, and maybe this is just kind of college football tradition, 
by the way, whenever I sound like this, you don't get the mute button today. If if you need me to <laughs> your microphone off, no, 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 you I'm, just kind of go, and I'll go. No, oh, I'm okay, good. I'll turn you off. Um, but yeah, you you had you had nine months to figure out which one of these guys can your team rally behind, and and whether that's Bowman, whether that's Gunner, whether it's Rangel. I'm sitting here right now. I don't care. I really don't care how, which one. Just put one of them out there and say you, we're rolling. With how them. much do you think? Like, why do you think they're playing three? Like, do you, is it is it because, because they none don't? Of them, is none it because of them they taking the job? Is it because they don't know who the starting quarterback is? Is it well, if we start this guy, then we're going to lose this guy to the portal? Like, what what percentages? Uh, okay, well, we're playing three quarterbacks because we truly don't know, or is it? We we yes we don't know, but there's also quote unquote favoritism, or we're worried about nil or transfer portal or anything like that, or is it just because no one is officially taken the job? I think it is 100 percent that no one has taken it. Nobody has stepped up and had three practices in a row where they just killed it. Nobody stepped up to where they've had four series in a row where the offense put the ball through the uprights in one way or another. Nobody's done that mm-hmm. to this point. And so I I think that you're still back to the transfer portal thing, and Gundy has said it, that you're trying to look kids in the face and say, I gave you a shot. Um, I think I think the future is the kid that hadn't even played yet. Yeah. And what I'm – what scares me a little bit is is the fact that there is massive amounts of tampering going on out there. Tell me that somebody in Matt Rule's camp, I'm not going to blame, this right. isn't some official, just use Matt Rule as an example, or Nebraska as an example, the kid's from Nebraska, and you're telling me that one of them's not going to call him up and go, hey, is that what you want to be in? Mm-hmm. You want to be in a three-quarterback share for the next three years? And I think that's fair with any, I think that's fair with any program. Not not just ne- not necessarily Oklahoma State, but I, I think that could go on anywhere. And and to address that, I I've had a lot of people since Saturday. You know, is Garrett Rangel really not that good? Is is Garrett Rangel really that far behind? Uh, to which I'll answer: I don't think he's that far. I, I don't think he's that far behind. That that's why he's not playing. But let's look across the entirety of college football. How many true fresh, how many true freshmen actually play and actually make a difference, right? So I mean, you've got Caleb well, Williams, especially yeah, especially at quarterback, and that's yep. and that's what I meant. True, yep. true freshman quarterbacks. Caleb Williams is kind of one of those one in a million type of kids. Oh yeah, right. Um, the the cat at uh, at Arizona State. Uh, well, I can't think it. it I, I I'm not trying to forget his name, but Rashada, yeah, or something like that. Uh, He's in a bad situation, but he's incredibly athletic. You put him with a you put him with a with a power five, five star, four star type of offense, and that kid's going to be really good. But he's going to make mistakes, right? Um, there are not many true freshmen that are going to go out there at quarterback and just blow the doors off of everybody. So it's not that I think that that rank or uh, that floors is that far behind, or that I don't think he's ready to play. You mean Rangel? Floors. Oh, okay. Sorry, you said Rangel a second ago. Oh, that's ago, my so. yeah. Floors, but like, I he's not ready. I, sure, it, it's not that he's sure. that far behind, but and, but he is. He's a true freshman. He's you, just not. He's not going to be ready. And you're not going to look at your at your senior, your redshirt sophomore, redshirt freshman, and say, 
decent job, guys. We're two and zero, but I'm putting this kid in. Yeah, and burn in one game. Right. Where if you go back to last year, yeah. you look at Garrett Rangel. Now they didn't have three quarterbacks they could have played. I was about played. to say that that I don't think we're worried about this year, no, but 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 Spencer, we better not be. But if you look at it though, Spencer goes down and Garrett has to go in and play. So you've got four games all of a sudden, okay. He only played in four games, so he was able to keep that that red shirt. But <laughs> if you put if you put Zane out there this week or this past week and you know, Allen, you, you Allen can't figure it out, and Garrett can't figure it out, and and Gunner is the quote unquote guy, but then he gets injured, and you go out there, and it's you know Garrett and Allen, and and they combine for like well, like they did this past week. Allen was six of twelve for forty two yards, and Garrett was one of five for eight. Well, if you're playing OU or Texas or Texas Tech or whatever, and that's that, those are your stats: seven for seventeen for fifty yards, and why not? Yeah, and so let's stick him out. And, and so I, you're not going to see Zane play and, unless it is in the absolute worst case scenario and you lose all three quarterbacks, yeah. you or, won't see Zane play. But not or because, wildly best case scenario. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's a – but it, And it's one of those situations – and not even – I'm not even talking about that anymore. But when you look at this offense, it's, it's really hard – it's kind of hard to talk about it because I don't want to sit here and just completely dog on him and rag on him. But on the other side of it, this offense was putrid. But you're kind of telling the truth whenever you paint a bad story. I mean, because yeah. it was and so it was that bad. And so you you know I I I understand the the frustration of the fan base because when you look at this, you know, you go back like like we talked about, and and I'm kind of with Mike, you know, and I, I'm kind of with Robert on this. I I don't know if I really want to talk about the quarterbacks because at this point we're just continuing to talk about the same thing. Yeah. But I, I think most of that, I, I don't think that you would have seen a, a, a quarterback that popped out that where it was like, okay, Garrett's the guy. Uh, okay, Gunner's the guy. Uh, Allen's the guy behind that offensive line. And I, t- to me, that's where 90% of the offensive problems have been to start the season. Because you go back, I, I think Jason Brooks is going to get it figured out. But if you go back and rewatch the first three, how many whiffs has he had? How many yeah. how many holds has this offensive line and had? Birmingham on the left Birmingham, side. I'm not gonna not gonna struggled. give him any any um, slack either. Yeah, and and that's well, Gunner, that's his front side, but the other two, that's their backside. And you know, and and we talk about the way to kind of our way to fix the offense. And I bet Casey Dunn would say the same thing. Okay, in order to back those two safeties up, I've got to have a threat down the field. Mm-hmm. The offensive line didn't give him time no. to have the threat down the field. Now. One of the other things, and I, did, I don't know if you saw their their coach Kane. Um, it's his last name. South Alabama's coach Kane. Yeah. First name Kane. We're gonna go with Coach Kane. Yeah. Um, he said after the game that we saw that their receivers were slow getting off the line, so that's why they they, they can afford to put another guy in the box. Now I think a lot of that has to go back to kind of our zone run scheme, the 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 QB running back the the run-pass option that they're trying to run, the old Kansas State system. It feels like, and I've said this going back to last year, it feels like we're trying to be Kansas State, but yeah. we suck at being Kansas State. Um, they had it mastered for 30 years. We're trying it in like 30 quarters. And so whenever you run, so when they snap the ball, because in, in the NFL, 
In college, illegal man downfield. In college, it's three yards. NFL, I think it's maybe one. But you get three yards in, in college. So the offensive line, when that ball is snapped, if they're in one of these plays, they don't know what the quarterback's going to do. They don't know if he's going to pass it. They don't know if he's going to run it. There's probably a preferred option. There's an option one. But if the defense is in a certain thing, then he can pull the ball back, throw, throw a pass real quick. That's exactly how um, we got torched on that first uh, Lacey touchdown. It was a – he stuck sticks the ball out to the to the running back, sees that he's on a one-on-one with, with uh, Kendall Daniels, pulls it back, fires it downfield. That's how it's supposed to run. But we run it in a way where we just kind of either hand the ball off to the guy and the line is just sliding down towards the sideline. They can't go downfield to get to the second level in case he brings the ball back to throw the pass. Well, and it's such a slow-developing RPO. Yes, RPO, thank you. And that's that's the thing. It's just like it takes forever, and and, and I'll – I I agree with Mike uh, with with what he said in the in the Monday presser, and you I think you have to take almost everything he says maybe not not everything but a lot of his quote unquote coach speak with a grain of salt because Mike has to be PR you know he knows that his team is struggling but he he also realizes that if he's too over the top that the fans will be like oh he doesn't care anymore well, exa- but yeah. if you go back to saturday Plus, he's also not going to get in there and have some give firepower to some other coach to exactly. say you mean mike coach gundy's going to talk about you like that but it, yeah. if the other team knows that you cannot run the ball because your offensive line is awful why why would you try to protect against the run see because you know they're not going to run the ball so you just line up in in pass defense, and then you still have the offensive line struggling. Yeah, I think that I think it's all a combination here because they, you know, and Coach was talking about Gundy was talking about them putting an extra guy in the box. That's also an extra, that's also a guy who gets to the quarterback faster whenever yeah. he's blitzing. Um, and that was something I thought that our we talked about it last week that if Major Applewhite's offense is going to be a high completion percentage. It's going to be run between tag. It's going to be kind of a West Coast offense. Why in the world are we 15 yards off the ball? I, that I didn't understand. It just seemed like we seemed not like one step too slow on defense. We sounded or we looked two, three steps and in the wrong position. Trey Rucker, oh, my, that was a horrible game. I mean, that was bad. I mean, he got burnt. Well, it, it two all, times in a row. It all started with the drop from Jaden Bray. It did, and then all of it from down. It was all downhill from there. Yeah. There, there was not. I, I mean, I guess you could look at the touchdown and say, "Oh yeah, that was good." It's a nice play. But when you look at the defensive effort, there there were some times where they got off the field. You know, and and Trey Rucker made a play, or Kendall Daniels made it. Colin sure. Oliver made a couple. The strip sure. sack. I thought that was really good, but it it just seemed like everything snowballed from that Jaden Bray drop. And the defense is out of position, and that's where I think the youth of, of Nardo s- sticks out. But you can't just say, "Well, Brian Nardo and his unit was off." When you look at everything else on that on that you know on the field that night, and yeah. well, and, and I always believe the guys that whenever they say uh, Robert says it a lot, Coach Gundy says it a lot. Even after as as bad as that loss was, you go into the film room and you go figure out why. Why did yeah. this happen? And most of the time, you're going to figure out that it was one of the eleven out there that didn't do a job. You know, one guy doesn't do his job. There was a there was a play early in the uh, Nixon was the running back, and and they did what were 
what they're calling the gap scheme running, and you take the left tackle, and then you take the tight end that's lined up behind him, and you pull them to the right or to the left. The tackle goes through, you know, he clear makes a hole. The fullback is supposed to go through there, or the tight end, cowboy back, whatever we're calling this next guy. He's supposed to go in there and just blow the hole up, open this thing wide open. Guy completely misses on, I don't even know which one it was, but completely misses on his block. If he makes that block, Nixon speed, he was gone. But he misses it. So what do we what do we get? What do the fans see? A negative two-yard loss or a stopped at the line of scrimmage. One guy does his job right, and it's a touchdown. Again, Jaden Bray, yeah. one guy does his job right, catches the ball, ball that ball hundred percent got in the sun. Which which goes back to, you know, what Mike said on on Monday. And I, I don't want to try to agree with it. You know, I'm not trying to say, oh yeah, Mike Gundy. So, but I, it's situations like that. And and I think you can look at most of the game. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe not most, but I, I think you can look at a, a good number of plays, um, busted coverages, um, bad off, you know, a, an offensive line with a hold, a lot of mental penalties. Let's see, what was it? Uh, seven for sixty-four. You know, I mean, it wasn't as bad as the eight for forty on the other side of things. But did you see what Colorado State was? I did not. Seventeen. For 182 or something, well, 189. And they took them to double overtime. Dude, that was wild. Um, but, you know, you go back and you watch a lot of this, and, and I think you're right. I think it's it's one guy here, it's one guy there. Um, and I I am I would be curious to see what Mike had to say because, you know, as to why. You know, he was like, you know, I've, I feel a lot better about Saturday after I've gone back and watched the tape a few times. I think – as a fan, you sit there and you listen to that and you think, how in the hell yeah. could you look at, at yeah. 33 to 7 at home, one of the worst loss? I, I think that's I think it's safe to say that that's probably the second worst loss in, in the Gundy era. I know you can look at the A&M game way back in the day, but you can't really start counting quote-unquote bad losses in Mike's tenure until, what, 09, 10, you know, right. somewhere around there. But – I, I think you could safely say that – and Central Michigan, I don't know if – I think this one's probably worse than Central Michigan because that play never should have happened. Like, it was a, that was bad. That was a bad loss in the sense yeah. that you're at home. That n- never should have happened. Um, the defense kind of broke down. That was just a wild thing. They had an NFL quarterback. You know, I mean, so – but I, I think you look at this game and, and you say, my God, they 208 yards total. You know, they had 94 yards on the ground. They had 114 passing yards. You go back and to Mason Rudolph, and you're having 114 and a quarter. Yeah. I, I mean, it was it was putrid all the way around. But if you do go back and, and you know, you kind of play devil's advo- uh, advocate of it all, okay, well, this play here, like you said, negative two yards, well, the tight end missed a block. That's it, it wasn't play call. It wasn't scheming or anything like that. It was a guy who's had a horrible game who's probably inside his own head, whiffed again, and it's just like, oh, my God. It's just one thing after the end. I'm not trying to chalk up excuses. You didn't lose because some guy got inside his own head. Right. Everything fell apart, but it's it's things like that. So I, I would be curious, and you'll never get an answer from Mike, but I want Mike to be like, okay, well, this is why I feel better about the loss. I hate losing. I don't ever want to lose. But this play right here, Jaden Bray drops the ball. The next drive, we missed this block, and it was as simple as he got his foot twisted up underneath someone else, and 
you know, like it wasn't a complete and total breakdown, but you'll never get that from Mike. No, and you, you won't. won't get that from any coach. You won't. And you know, it's it's kind of the it's a blessing and a curse whenever your head coach is kind of as even keeled as as Coach Gundy is. He's not the Lane Kiffin. You're not going to see him throwing the playbook high in the air whenever they can score a touchdown. But you're also not going to see him spiking it whenever the other team does. You're just going to see him standing there with his arms crossed and occasionally talking into his headsets. Yeah. What you're going to get, and then afterwards you're going to. I, I thought there's not many times that you hear Mike critical of the team openly to the to the uh, media, but I I thought he was I thought he was as honest as he was ever going to be yeah. uh, with that. I didn't catch the post game. Um, by the time our post game was happening, I was in the middle of a crowd of people that were very very enthusiastic about the Colorado State Colorado game. So. My mind was not <laughs> on that, but I'm I'm gonna bet that he got on with uh, Robert in the post game and and probably the first thing he started with was I felt bad for the fans. Yeah, I'm sorry to them. I'm <laughs> sorry to them. So that kind of tells you right there. I think that he knows what he just saw, and my guess is it's kind of like kind of like you do with your kids the first time you'll you'll figure this out. <laughs> kind of the first time they screw up bad, you kind of go, come on now. You know, it's that whole, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Mm -hmm. The second time that, you know, if this happens again this week, and and I think, can we safely go on to Iowa State? <laughs> you know, I was, I was that's a good segue because I, I, I love what you said, right? So Mike gets up there and he says, I'm sorry to the fan base, I feel bad. If this happens again, you know, like, for, I'm disappointed. Like, I, I think Mike is disappointed. Oh, yeah. You, you cannot look. 2-0 and o is 2-0. and o. I'm going to bet he didn't go to sleep very fast that night. No, I, I and, and I, I think TD was right, Tom Dorado. 2-0 and is 2-0, and right? You, you, can, you can struggle against Central Arkansas. At no point in that game that was I ever like, oh, man, I don't know if they'll pull this one out. Yeah. But then the second half, the defense plays really well. The offense kind of starts to click. They figure some stuff out. Arizona State on the road. I, I guess I could say I was a little like, I don't know. But I was never, like, worried. Well, especially when you went down, was it 17-9 or something weird like that? And then you start to fire it back yeah. off. The uh, the defense, sh you know, pits a shutout. The the offense start. you're running the ball well. And it was like, okay, they start slow. I That can't last the rest of the year. The defense figured out. The offense figured it out. You know, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be, but whichever one is out there, they're starting to click a little bit. The offensive line figured out in the second half. And then you get this game. You get this stinker. Horrible. All the way around. Top to bottom, left to right, front to back. Putrid ball game. Whether you feel good after watching the game after the watching the game tape, uh, whether you're a fan that thinks all of the coaches need to be fired and the players should enter the portal and no one knows how to recruit and they're horrible at their whatever it might be. If you look at what happened on Saturday. And not to mention that Coach Gundy needs to be fired. Like Oklahoma State has the money to buy out, but <laughs> anyway, over contract. Yeah, um, sorry, I wanted to throw that in there. But when you look at what happened on Saturday in Stillwater, and when you look at what happened at Ohio, OSU was horrible on Saturday. In no way should OSU go to Ames and be in trouble against Iowa State. Now, to be fair. I predicted Oklahoma State would beat South Alabama. I was obviously wrong. South Alabama's a good football team. I thought they played well. 
Um, I think they're going to win a hell of a lot of football games this year. They're not going to be a threat to be a Cincinnati in the college football playoff, I don't think. But Iowa State is horrible. OSU had a couple of bad halves, and then they had a horrible game against a good football team. Iowa State, let me, I don't, do you have their schedule pulled up? I got it real quick. Pull up, pull up their schedule and let's go through it because I, and I don't want to dog on Iowa State because I, I understand how like kind of tongue in cheek this is, how like I'm talking out of one side of my mouth, like OSU was awful. And so I don't want to be like, somehow this makes it to Matt Campbell or an Iowa State fan. They're like, man, you with that jackass in Stillwater, how'd you say? But Iowa State I'm, is bad. I wonder about they're saying worse. Yeah, you got, uh, Northern UNI, I'm guessing Northern, Northern Iowa. Iowa yeah. yeah, Northern Iowa. Yeah. Um, they beat them thirty to nine. Yeah, as they at, sh- as they sh- probably should have. But that was also mm-hmm. before the gambling thing. That's before they went and lost all their players to the gambling probe. And then, and then they had. Please tell me that the Iowa Iowa State game was sponsored by some, you know, <laughs> FanDuel, <laughs> FanDuel or oh, something. Man. But then you, uh, got, you got a stinker of a game. I I feel like they went to Ohio and lost ten to seven. Yeah, because Rocco Becht, I'm going to say Becht, he was starting quarterback in the in that first game, and That's he's a I redshirt had. freshman. That's what I had, Becht. Yeah, so um, Betch, maybe Betch. I think, I think that, um, I think that gambling thing happened before the season. I don't yeah. think it was after the first game. No, but after the, I I think they got sus. <sighs> they may have just not played any of those guys because I don't know when that remember. happened because I don't think what's his name the transfer here. Has played any? No, but he was Iowa. I know, but he was a part of it though. Yes. Um, and no, he you know, that happened in the middle of camp. Yeah. So, um, but it, it it's one of the like if you go through their schedule, Iowa State is going to struggle to win four games. And, yeah. and And I'm not trying to. I don't have anything against Iowa State. I I, I like their fans. I think they're passionate. Um, you got that freezing cold tundra Midwest type of football. Um. They have an old-school feel to them. But, and, and I said this on the pregame show with Tom the other day. I don't think Matt Campbell regrets turning down quote-unquote potential Big Ten SEC contracts uh, to stay in Ames because when you look at where they were at the time, uh, I mean, you get Brock Purdy coming in here as a true freshman and Torch in Oklahoma State, and then, like, the next year they won, like, eight or nine games, and then all of a sudden he, he was in talks for winning a Heisman and the Maxwell Award, and they had an NFL running back, an NFL receivers, and an NFL tight end. And then it was like, oh, okay, they obviously they were going to drop off. And now all of a sudden, they're, they, I don't think, I don't know if they'll make a bowl. I, I mean, well, OSU. We'll see what happens this week because we're two and, and a half point dogs to these guys. And that's the barometer. I mean, yeah. this game right here, I, 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 think, I think I genuinely believe Iowa State is going to, they'll miss a bowl. This is Zach's thoughts. Yeah. I think they'll miss a bowl. I can see it. If they OSU have... if OSU goes up to Ames and they struggle to to score points, if they they struggle to stop Iowa State and somehow God forbid lose this game or it's a 17 to 14 squeaker where you know, you got to send a kicker out there to to maybe make a field goal to win the ball game. I was about to say do we win 17-14 or lose 17-14? Either way. Okay. I, I mean, if, if you go out there and it's a squeaker or, you know, you, you struggle the whole game, like, it is going to be a long damn year. And I understand <laughs> that 
that there are fans that already think that, but if you struggle in Ames, uh, first of all, they're horrible anyway. Second of all, we've talked about it before, they're awful in September. They don't really get rolling until first, second week of October. Not yeah. the, not. I mean, they could be undefeated in throughout September, but it's going to take them, it's going to take all they physically have and, you know they they'll probably lose to Iowa, but they'll probably they'll probably go into October three and one. You know, but they'll be stinker games. They won't have a lot of yardage, but they're putrid. They're well, and after horrid. after us, they get they get OU on the road. That's a loss. They get TCU at home. That's a loss. Cincinnati at Cincinnati. That's a loss. At Baylor. Loss. Uh, they get Kansas at home on homecoming. That's a loss. If yeah. if if. Uh, uh, Quarterback Jalen Dan- Daniels, yeah. if he's healthy, that's a loss. Be, at, Hell, be, I think if if uh, what's his name book, what's his what's the backup quarterback up yeah. there? I can't think of what his name is, but I was thinking Notre Dame book. Um, but if they're backup, it, Kansas is going to win that game. Period. Yeah, at BYU, that's a loss. Texas at home, that's a loss. At Kansas that's State, a loss. at Dr that's Pepper, a loss. Big Twelve Championship. Oh, it was on there. Sorry. Oh, they're they're taking field trip. <laughs> They'll jump on the bus. They'll still somehow lose. Yeah, they'll I, probably lose their bet. Hey, uh, yeah. I mean, they they very well could finish this season with one win. And if OSU goes up to Ames, and OSU's got a lot to figure out, they got a lot to fix. You know, mainly the offensive line. I don't. You could play. They could play three quarterbacks for the rest of the year, and if it's behind a great offensive line, I don't care. Yeah, they do fine. I hope they play a third, third, and third because and yeah. the offensive line gives them ten seconds. If 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 you're playing behind that any good offensive line that Oklahoma State's ever had, hell, play play floors, put put uh, put the 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 union transfer, the the union walk on. What's his name? Was Peyton it? Thompson. Peyton Thompson. I love Peyton. Put him in the game. Yeah. Play would, yeah. Play five quarterbacks and run Ollie as a wildcat behind a great offensive line for all I care. But behind a bad offensive line. It don't matter how many quarterbacks you play, right? Because if well, they you, struggle in Ames, woof. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you you see that with guys that are in the NFL that make it to the NFL, bad offensive line, they're going to struggle. Because yeah, the the amount of time. I mean, it's it's funny you think. I like how you're comparing OSU quarterbacks to NFL quarterbacks. Well, you know, Brandon <laughs> Whedon. Brandon Whedon went from here, yeah. good offensive line, Cleveland, that's bad a, offensive that's line, a death sentence. I I think Brandon, if obviously it didn't pan out anywhere he went, but you 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 put him on the Colts, you know. Peyton's not there. You put him in the Colts, probably, probably be fine. There you go. Uh, I'm still I'm still upset that OSU Cowboy fans did not get to see Brandon Whedon as quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys with Des Bryant as the as the 80, 88 of that time. But no, I mean, so if we go through who they're leading, you know, who they're leading uh, stat gatherers are. I mean, yeah. golly, they're I, I, you know, I'll they're give, pretty rough. I'll but. give Beck some credit. I, I think I'll betch, probably betch. I'll give him some credit. He was seventeen to twenty four for two hundred and thirty three yards. You know, that's for a, for a freshman or a redshirt freshman. That's not bad, right? I, OSU fans would would they would lose a couple of bets to have a quarterback right now throw for two hundred thirty three yards. But when you look at rushing, yikes. 23 yeah. carries for 38 yards. On, on the on the year, they're they're what three and a half, three point three yards per carry as a team. That's I mean, sounds familiar, but yeah. Well, and and maybe this game, maybe the maybe the better bet is to figure out 
who's going to have more rushing yards between two really bad running teams? So, if and and I I I mean Iowa State their defense is relative. I mean they're they're pretty solid. They're 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 a decent defense. You know they can put a good defense out there. Um, it it all every everything in this ball game for Oklahoma State predicates on the offensive line. And I, I understand it sounds like a broken record, but if the offensive line that showed up against South Alabama shows up again in Ames, I don't think OSU will have more rushing yard. And I know well, I understand no. that Ollie is is you know, he's still young and he's still figuring a lot of stuff out, but when Ollie has a hole, when Ollie has time to to bounce outside or or go through a hole that the offensive line opens, which is apparently rare. Ollie's going to pick up some good yardage. Elijah Collins has had some really good runs when the offensive line hope, uh, opens up holes for him. Hell, Gunner looks pretty solid when the offensive line gets him enough time. But if that's what we see, I, I don't. I would have a really hard time picking Oklahoma State to have more rushing yards. Why do you think only Ollie was only out there for three or four carries? I have no idea. That was weird. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it was a discipline thing. No. Um. I don't think it was an injury thing. I I genuinely think that when you go back to and listen to what Mike said on on Monday, they physically could not run the ball. The offensive line struggled so mightily that I think it got to a point where they were just like, I mean, we got to run every now and then, but hell, we can't. Yeah. We we can't run, so let's just throw the ball. Well, I, and I think that was really it. I think you get to a point, any team would get to a point, and if you can't run the ball, you can't run the ball. Yeah, and and there's no if you can't do that, there's no sense in giving who many people, myself and coaches included, think is the future of this team. I, I you want to keep Ollie happy. I'm not saying that there's a, a threat of him transferring or anything like that. You want to keep a guy happy, but. If your if your running backs are getting hit a line a, a yard behind the line of scrimmage before they even get the ball, you don't want your bell cow, the future of the program, taking those hits snap after snap after snap because that offensive, yeah. End, yeah. So I I think that's probably yeah. I've thought about that. Now I think it's weird that like I'm pretty sure Presley didn't touch the ball offensively until the third quarter. Yeah, that it was late. Yeah, and then he he got like two in a row. But I mean that's that's kind of one of the, you got to get that guy going. You know, and I know that they just put Blackman in the in the Hall of Honor. Is that what they call Ring of Hall of Honor? Hall of Honor. Hall of Honor. And there were, you know, stories about him. If he didn't touch it on the first two drives, he's going up and down the 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 sidelines there trying to figure out who's responsible for yeah. me not touching it. Yeah. And, you know, if you go back to – I'm not going to say go back to those days offensively. I mean, I would love to. That's a stinking dream. But – just the mindset of those offenses were, I don't care if Matt Campbell has the greatest Iowa State defense in the history of, we're going to go score 50. I don't care. I don't care who they put out there. I don't care that they're in an odd man front. I don't care that they're in a three down, drop eight. I don't care. I don't care if my offensive line stinks. We're going to figure out how to move the ball. And right now it's like. We're going to throw the ball more than we 15 yards. hope to move the ball. We hope that we – that seems to be like the, the theme kind of of the offense. We hope. There's – every time you watch any of the OSU Max stuff on the side of the wall, they've got the the schedule, and then they've got a column for 40-point games, and they put up, I don't know, whatever they put up on the wall. There's no shot. Change that to 20 right now. If we get 20, we're happy. Yeah. I mean, the stat is that we've won our last 
70-something games when we hold opponents to less than 20. So there you go. The goal is 21 points. Yep. And and I think this weekend, if you score 21 points, you'll win. I, I think if we can get to three, I mean, out of 12 to 14 offensive series, if we can somehow scrap our way down that long-bladed grass to the end zone three times, which isn't asking a lot, three times, first, you'll first, win the game. First team to 21. I, Ooh, I, I, like I think is going to win that game. And and I don't think in years past, I don't know, man, you could go through, man, the last seven to eight years, the last team in a Oklahoma State-Iowa State game, kind of like Texas Tech, the last eight or so years, whoever has the ball last is going to win the game. Except for Texas Tech, the past couple of years have been pretty putrid. Yeah, but, and that was Kansas State there for a while. But it, it, that's just how it felt. I mean, you go back to 2017, you know, A.J. Green, I think, had the interception at the end of that, well, what pe- what was called an interception. We'll take it. At the end of that game to win, that that sealed the game. I mean, um, Colby Harvell-Peel, the, the pass deflections that he had in 2018 or 2019, I don't remember which year it was, but in one of those years, you know, I mean, it, it always has typically come down um, – 2020, the the drive up in Ames where um, I think it was like three or four straight plays and Spencer needed to get a first down. And there was a, there was a run play. And I can't remember who was running the ball, but they got to the line of scrimmage. And some people think that he got across the line for the first down, and some people don't think he got across that line. And, and that was the defining play of the game. That, Is that Presley? It may have been. I think that was Brennan Presley. Because yeah, because he had that he had the two touchdowns. Brennan or Tay Martin is one of the two. I I think it might have been Tay. I think it may have been Tay. Um, but that it it feels like. Oh yeah, that was so Brennan. I'm sorry, Brennan had the uh, uh, moss. The moss. Yeah, the the one where he jumped so, over the guy, caught it. Yeah. So we're moving. We're in the pro. Well, we've already moved, and we're in the process of unpacking all of our stuff. And did you jump over Andrew to get something? That's messed up. Dude. No, I found a beanie oh, okay. uh, that I completely forgot that I bought. Uh, it was a Tay Martin NIL beanie, uh, O-Tay State. Oh, no. <laughs> I had no idea I bought that. So I was like, oh, wow, Tay Martin. I haven't thought of that guy in a while. That's funny. Um, but it, it feels like this game is going to come down to the last possession, whoever has the ball last. and But it's not going to be because it's a knockdown, drag out, nitty-gritty, 45-43 uh, classic Oklahoma State-Iowa State football game. This is going to – I, I – I have faith in this staff because they've churned out a lot of really good athletes over the years, both sides of the ball. They've churned out a lot of really good athletes. They've churned out a lot of really good uh, performances. 2021, uh, there were some good games in 20. There were good games last year. There's been good games, and and it's a very uh, experienced and established staff, and there is some good talent on this team. So I, I, I think I'll always go into a game week thinking, it, they're gonna. It, it's gonna work. Mike's done this too long. This offensive staff has been together too long. There's there is talent on this team. Something is gonna click somewhere, and they're gonna go out there and they're gonna they're boom 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 touchdown boom 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 touchdown. They're gonna figure it out. Oh, I love that because that's exactly how I am on game days. The, and I guarantee the tone of your um, of your pregame show on top won't feel like this. No. It will be all right. How are we gonna win this? And that's how I feel right now. I don't want to I don't want to doubt because I do think Oklahoma State will win this game. But this is going to be uh, this is a knockdown drag out because both sides I I it just has a feel that they're going to struggle. 
And I, I don't want this I, I don't want it to seem like I have no faith in this team because it very well could you know, I don't know, maybe they made them run stadiums or they put them all on bikes and, and say, you know what, we got to figure something out. So we're going to run until we puke. We're going <laughs> to hug each other and we're going to go out there and practice because we love everybody. No, that's how but, you get people to transfer, Zach. But Can't I can't be hard on them. It just, it, it has a feel that <laughs> this is going to be a 10 to seven Ohio, Iowa state ball game. And, and I, I just, I think whatever team gets a 21 first, uh, excuse me, yeah, 21. And I, it could be a, um, you know, 20 to 17 type of game. And it comes down to that last possession and whoever comes up with a stop, you know, but I, I just, it doesn't feel like it's going to be a fun game. So, okay. So we're going against a a red shirt freshman quarterback. The guy that we just got done playing was like a fourth or fifth year, uh, Carter Bradley. Yeah. And, and we talked about it last week. You're probably not going to trick him too much. What was Brock Purdy when he played? Was he a true freshman or a red shirt freshman? I have no idea. But you better he, hope he wasn't a redshirt because Breck Beck he's fixing to have seven hundred yards. Well, it's understandable, but he also didn't go against Nardo. He didn't go against Colin Oliver. He didn't go against these guys, uh, Goodlow and all those. I have a lot of faith in in the defense. I do too. When we are putting pressure on them, if we are sitting back doing the well, let's see what you do, kid, kind of thing. I think the kid will eventually go. Oh, okay, I got this. Because he's played quarterback for probably the last eight years of his life, especially, even though he's young. Especially if the Oklahoma State offense cannot stay on the field. Yes. If it's three and out, three and out, four and out, three and out, five and out, and that defense, <laughs> that I think that was the main issue with South Alabama. Like, they were a good offense, and they had good athletes and good – but when your defense is on the field, there are going to be breakdowns, and you yeah. are going to miss assignments, and you're going to give up 33 points. So I'll be interested to see, can we? Can Nardo confuse a kid? Can Nardo, Nardo confuse this guy enough? Can we take advantage of another team that can't run the ball? People have been taking advantage of us for two years now on this. If you're Brian Nardo, that opening drive, your opening defensive drive, do you put Colin on the edge and just say, Let's let that kid know what it's like to play Oklahoma State defense. Zach, I've, I love Colin Oliver. I think he is a multi-generational talent. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. For the rest of the year, I do nothing but rush. <laughs> He's, he turns it. Like he, and, and I say yeah. this, uh, you know, I made this comparison of him. Because I'm a Broncos fan, I watched Von Miller for so long. You get a little why, spoiled, would, huh? why would I want Von Miller in coverage? I don't. Yeah. I don't want Colin Oliver in coverage. I've got dudes who can cover. Xavier Benson can cover. You know what Xavier Benson doesn't do to this point seemingly very well? Rush quarterback. Colin Oliver rushes the hell out of the quarterback, scares people, knocks the ball out, pressures them. Any quarterback that's back there, a pressure is sometimes as mind-messing with you as a sack, as being sacked, because that clock, it's going quicker. And I Yeah, I want Colin Oliver – we saw that in the second half, how he changed the game against a young kid in Arizona. Do it again. Go for it again. Put him up on the line. You know, uh, who was it they had? Um, Trace Ford on one side, Colin Oliver on the next. Meet you, you know, and then Trace got hurt, which sucks. But meet you at the quarterback. Goodlow can do that. Jaleel Johnson yeah. can do that. Hey, I'll see Nick, you at the quarterback. Nick Martin. Nick Martin can do that on the delay. He's beautiful whenever he does that, a.k.a. the missile. But, phew, this last game, 
he didn't. I thought I thought Nick was a little slow on those, and there were certain times where I wish Nick would just stay in spy mode on third and five. That uh, there was a third and five, third and six. We, it was sixteen nothing. So if we stop him, the crowd was finally back in it. They had yeah. something to root for. Martin goes flying up the middle. Bradley just goes, oh thanks, and just runs to the outside. outside. Yeah, and there were a lot of bad angles. There were, and 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 you're gonna have those. They're teachable moments. Nick Martin's also young. Um, Garrett, you know, we we were talking earlier, and, and uh, Coach Gundy said that that Flores isn't ready. Rangel's only four games, no three, uh, four games and three quarters ahead of Flores. So, is Garrett ready? Gunner's not. He's probably one year of practice, one year of working out, one year of practice, and four games and three quarters yeah. ahead of Flores. So that that's where to me I'm like I I kind of would like to see us just roll Bowman out there and go you've played at this level you've done this take the team. I think it got take. to I think it got to a point with the TV announcers on Saturday um they kept harping on the fact that well Bowman can't get settled in because he probably doesn't take a majority of the first team reps and he, they kept harping on Garrett and got, and they mentioned it so much but I do think there is some merit there. Now, Absolutely. Now, Allen takes a load of snaps with the first team. Gunner takes a load of snaps with the first team, and so does Garrett. So it's not like yeah. they don't. But in the in the game, when you've got Allen out there for four, four drives and the offensive line is struggling a little bit, and then he might start to get it going just a little bit, and then there's a drop. Well, on that fifth drive... Put him back out there. I'm not saying that Gunner shouldn't have played on Saturday. See, and th- that's where we've. That's where I think Gundy has lost the crowd on the three quarterbacks. I, I would they knew, I agree with okay, that. Okay, we have another one coming in. If Bowman was just named the starter, mm-hmm. they would have been coming out on the field, and I've been in the stands many times when the fans are doing this. They start cheering the team on, like, hey, come on, let's go. You can do this. Yeah. Not, boo, next, next. You yeah. know, they're not yelling for the next guy, which yeah. – they assumed was either, and they cheered loudly when Gunner came in. Yeah, I don't. By the time Gunner was out, they were booing. Yeah, it wasn't that they. The fans don't have a favorite right now. I don't feel. Maybe the students do. Maybe they love them some Gunner. I don't know. It doesn't feel like anybody that sits around. I haven't heard anybody constantly screaming for the one guy. This is who you should put in there. I did have. You must not get on Twitter. I did have an idiot drunk guy last year who. While Spencer was out there, this guy was yelling for Gunner to be the quarterback. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Uh, same with uh, 20 with uh, Illingworth on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. But I, th- I think that's where your your offense gets a little bit more leeway when you as the coaching staff has said, this is our guy. These are our guys. This is what we're running with. So who's the starter? Bowman. You th- Bo- yeah, on Saturday? You think th- how, is it four drives, four, four, four? Or do you think – because I don't I, see. I think at this point, and this is just a, I'm not, I'm not Gundy. I don't sit in there. This is how I would do it. I'm 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 doing it by if you guys are all equal ish. I mean the the numbers say sort of different things. It, you know, okay, Bowman has more yards, more yards per game. Gunner but took, t- Gunner took more snaps last but, week, and but his his rating is lowest. Gunner took the most snaps. Can run them up. He's got the middle. He's thrown one touchdown. Hadn't thrown a pick. But Gunner Gunner's pick. He's he's too cowboy. I mean, which is fine. I know who he comes from. Yeah. Mike was this way, 
Gunner was the first quarterback that I saw of the three this year that was, I felt, forcing things to try to be the guy. Yeah. I felt like that was happening in this game. I mean, the 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 pass to Shetron that got double-tipped and then caught, there were three other dudes that were wide open. And that's where you went with it. Shetron's great. And if, he, if Shetron would have won, if he would have been able to catch that one down the sideline for 15-16, and then he had another long play that got called back, Chetron was going to have a good game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I would do it by seniority at this point. And the reason being, if you're considering them all equal, then I'm going, this guy's got one year left. And he has the most experience being in atmospheres, yeah. being in um, – I know that people listening to this can't see me. I feel like Trump right now with the hands, like, moving. It's a weird deal. but There's no plan. I have no plan. <laughs> There's zero plan. Yeah. So, no, I would go Bowman and then – and at this point, I'm going Bowman until it looks like last week. And I know it sounds stupid, but until you give me a reason to take you off the field, you're going back out there. And so if we're scoring every other drive, or you're moving even, the ball, but then field goals. you're moving the ball and Bray drops it. It's not your fault. All that. I mean, don't put the ball in the yeah. sun. Maybe it is Bowman's fault. But that's who I, that's how I would do it at this point. I did while I don't agree with playing three quarterbacks, um, I I understand why they do it. I don't whether I agree with it or not is completely irrelevant. I think this is the last game that you can get away with playing I, three quarterbacks. I think last game was the last game. No, no, no. I and, and I and yeah. that's and that's fair. But I, I think if you're if you are the coaching staff, you're looking at Iowa State saying, okay, we can we can get away with one more week. Like if if they truly, genuinely do not know who the starting quarterback is, which I find hard to believe. I, I understand that Gunner has some good moments, and I understand that Allen has some good moments, and Garrett has some good moments. But you can't tell me that the decade, the literal decades and NFL experience that's in that offensive room, you cannot tell me they, can, they cannot look at those three quarterbacks and say, you're the starter. I, I, I just – I don't know why they're still play- – I get why they're playing three because – well, they, at at some points they all play really well, and what I don't know, whatever. But at, this is the last week that I think you'll see three quarterbacks, and I I understand that I said that last week, and I I think I probably and you'll say said it again it next there. week. I'll <laughs> say it again next week when Kansas State comes to town. But I I really don't think you can get away with playing more than three or playing three quarterbacks after this week. You could this week because I don't think Iowa State is going to their defense might be solid, but. I, I think Allen should be the starter. Uh, I think Gunner played really well, and, and if you're going to play three quarterbacks, I, I think you should do what you did and give him a bulk of the snaps because he played really well. But you can't send Allen out there and say, okay, well, you've got a pitch clock. you got a pitch count. You're going ha- to have four drives. Yep. You better make something happen because then you start to see panic. Not that, not that Allen Bowman panics, but you start to see, oh, okay, um, I've got maybe, at, at most, I maybe have 17 plays. Uh, we we've got to we, listen. We we got to we got to we got to get it going. You know, well, it, it takes a couple of. It, it, this has been this way for the last five years. It takes OSU's offense a drive or two to kind of start to get into sync. You take two drives. Guess what? You got two more left, and see, and, and the, then you're, and then you're forced, and then you're okay. The offensive line, I, 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 I got to throw a pass. I, we got it. We got to go. We got And then all of a sudden, you've you've ran nine plays, and it's the middle of the second quarter, and here comes Gunner, 
and then all of a sudden, well, I know I'm not going to touch the field until or, next week. Or even if you just bang, 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 and dude, all right, we're up 28 nothing. Here comes, all right, well, that was fun. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to go ride the pine. Yeah. You know, and so I I think I Alan think Bowman should play the entire first half. I mean, if, if, pl- if the plan, which I think it is, if the plan is to play three quarterbacks, whoever that starter is, which you brought Alan Bowman in to be a starter, everything we heard in the spring, Alan was good. Uh, there are glimpses where the offense is zooming. They're moving and they're connecting. His his percentage, his his rating is not bad. It, it, it's bad, but not because of him. There's been drops and, you know, the offensive line has really sucked it up. But if if you genuinely believe that he's a starting quarterback and you're just trying to see if Garrett might step up or Gunner might step up, play Allen Bowman the entire first half. And then put yeah. and then put Gunner or Garrett in for the third, and then put Garrett or Gunner in for the fourth. If yeah. you know, it, or you know, play play him for the entire first half, and then the first two drives, and and then give Gunner and Garrett play. But you just you cannot get any offensive rhythm playing a third, a third, a third. I I understand why they do it. I don't agree with it. I don't understand. I agree with it. However, it is you want to look at it, but. You just you can't get away with it that much longer. Well, we're going against so the longest act, the starting streaks for Iowa State, the, their most tenured guys. Uh-huh. Um, three of them are the defensive backs: Miles Purchase, T.J. Tampa, and Bo Frailer. Those dudes can play. I mean, those Miles Purchase and T.J. Tampa are as good a two corners as you're going to get. If if those guys are locked down, Brennan Presley needs to have a big game. Yeah. And um, Bryce Green on the inside, too. Those guys, I mean, to me, you and, and I think that it's Bowman, you start whoever on film runs. If if we're going to stick to this, I almost said stupid, but it's what they want to run, so whatever. If they're going to run this, Unorthodox. the RPO, if they're sticking to that, who runs it the best? Yeah. Who moves that offense down the field the best? You know, Spencer did last year. Spencer ran it fine, especially the first seven games. If that's what you get, if it, who's the closest to that? If it's Gunner, run it. Yeah. If it's Bowman, because he can sling it, cool. If it's Garrett, dude, I'm in. I don't, yeah, I don't care who yes, it is. Yes, that's exactly right. I, I want Alan Bowman to do well. Um, I like Alan. He's a ginger. Uh, he, he's been very uh, beneficial for Pokes Report. I hope it's Alan. I love Gunner Gundy. I covered him all throughout high school. I watched him grow. Um, I don't. I don't have like a personal connection with Gunner, but it's one of the like. And I don't feel like a big brother or an uncle or anything like that. But watching him develop all four years at Stillwater High, it was incredible. It, he he matured from year one to year two, year two to year three, year three to year four. I really wish he'd have won a state championship. But it was fun to watch Gage develop. I hope it's Gunner. Yeah, I, it's a cool I, story. Garrett, hell of a high school football player. Yep. Um, if you listen to the broadcast, he is the best arm on the team. Apparently, um, he does have a great arm. I, sure. I think I think Garrett is going to be a very very good college quarterback. I hope it's Garrett. But guess what? I hope it's one of them. <laughs> I hope it's one. Of I them. hope it's one. I don't care who yep. it is. I I hope it's Peyton Thompson. I hope anyone figures it out, steps up, and makes it to where Mike or Casey or Tim or Tay can't put 
another quarterback in. Right. Score prediction for Saturday. 21-20. I was going to say 17-7. 17-7 who? OSU. All right. I'm going to pick OSU until Dude. I can't. And if there's another week, if if it's the opposite direction or the offense just cannot move, yeah. we're, we're, this upcoming this upcoming week is going to be difficult. All right, let's quickly go but through I, the through the Big 12. I think, I think OSU is going to win. Yeah. All right, quickly through the Big 12. SMU at TCU. That's going to be a good game. Should be a good game. Um, the TCU. battle of uh, Sonny Dykes, by the way. Yeah. Um, give me the ponies. I'm with you on that. That's no a, pony. Pony up, pony. dude. Okay, so I went down to quickly. <laughs> I went down. I went down to the uh, to the SMU OU tailgate. I think I mentioned that on. Yeah, the K- uncle uh, down there, Kansas City. Yeah, ball owner. When yeah, you're yeah. going across the bridge and you look at somebody else and you put two little fingers in the air, but you kind of got to curl them because the donkey ears, and then you say, "Pony up." It's tough to like feel like. That's yeah, a, yeah, that's, that's my, a that's a rich school. That's man. a that's a dude. They have raised. Over a hundred million dollars since the announcement of the ACC. That's why they didn't care about any of the TV money. They got money. Oh yeah, uh, Mr. But, but Mr. Clark Hunt. We got to figure out pony up. That's it's it's literally. Uh, I know you, just, nobody can see it, but you just bend kind of the two. It reminds me of the episode of Friends. Yo, with a bunny friend. <laughs> OU at Cincinnati. OU. Yeah. Unfortunately, jerks. Go in there. Spoil the you know the you know the only two Cincinnati wins they're back in the playoffs. You know who the only two ranked Big Twelve teams are? OU and Texas. Yeah, Unfreaking real bunch of jerks. But they but the Big Twelve conference loved having to tweak that out. Woof. Uh, BYU at Kansas. Oh, nice. Yeah, Kansas. BYU at Kansas. Kansas. Really? Give me the give me the rock chalk. By the way, we what did Kansas do with? Oh, they were twenty something point favorites. They only won by seven. Give me give me the give me the Jayhawks. Uh Illingworth did not play, by the way. Still shouldn't have. Yeah, he sh- yeah, He'd he be should. halfway to the NFL by yeah, now. Yeah, he should have he should have started over Spencer. Yeah. Uh Texas Tech at West Virginia, two thirty kick. No, they don't they don't get the night game. I'm gonna eat a lot of dog poo poo for this one. Give me the Mountaineers. I'm rooting for him over Man, over I, Tech. There, heck with Tech. Neil Brown is saving his job right now. He'd be halfway to a bowl if he wins this next. Neil Brown saving his job. The battle, a nut. So Houston's already played Rice yeah. in a battle of Houston. Now they're playing the battle of Houston, but for namesake, Sam Houston at Houston. As as impressive as that Sam Houston statue is on the side of the highway <laughs> outside of the prison museum. I'm gonna have to go with. A Does that not like scare you a little bit? Yeah, when you all of a sudden a big tall That's the first time I've ever seen. Oh that's gosh. the first time I'd ever been down there. Yeah, and it was pouring down rain, and I turned the corner and it's just Paul Monster. Bunyan there. Yeah, so give me, but I'll, as uh, Houston, I'll take Houston. Texas at Baylor. Oh, you know Baylor wants this one bad, but I don't think it'll. Baylor's happen. still one and two. Yeah, I, yeah. Texas is. Texas is. They, they they need to prove to a lot of people that that win over Alabama wasn't a fluke. I get that it was in Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. Alabama's kind of struggling a little bit. But, yeah, Texas is woof. Yeah. They struggled early with Wyoming. Not terribly, but no. Wyoming got on the board early, all that. I think that's, a, that's just a, a byproduct of playing Texas. Dominic Richardson, 5.2 yards per carry already this year. Was so it like four carries? 30. 
Sorry. That was, um, that was hateful. UCF at Kansas State. UCF. Think so? Yeah. All right. That's your around Thanks. that's your around the big my my rocket man. And uh this Iowa State preview has been brought to you by some betting yeah. association. I was gonna say prime time. Caesar Sportsbook. Play my theme music. I'm i I'm on the bandwagon. Dude, there I was a, there I was nobody shirt. was in this little bar that 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 was on Blake Street, yeah. right there by the Coors Field. There was nobody that cared about that game until the fourth quarter, and then overtime, <laughs> and that place was rowdy. I, I'm on the bandwagon. Are you? Yeah, 100. Um, percent We watched the TCU Colorado game. I was thoroughly impressed. Yeah. Uh, the next day, we watched the uh, Word According to Mac or Gospel According to Mac, the two hour documentary about. Uh, the late 80s, early 90s, Colorado winning a national championship. Yep. Incredible story. And then prime time, he's on 60 Minutes. Where where else are you going to see interview with the Ukraine president and Dion Primetime Sanders? That's a good point. That was the that was the, the CBS yeah. promo all day yesterday. No. Um, or <laughs> Sunday, wild. whatever it was. But I, I yeah, I'm on the I'm on the buff bandwagon. Absolutely. Yeah. What I'm on the bandwagon of. Going is, to bed early. Is an, is an offense that has some urgency, I don't even, and they I, have it. I don't even care about that. I'm on the bandwagon of a good offensive line. I'll take an average offensive line. All I'll right, take an offensive line that can block anything. Anything? Literally anything. Well, hopefully they can block a cyclone. Sign me up. All right. Thanks for listening to us here at the Pokes Report we podcast. Got, we got through it. It's a little bit longer than... It was uh, a little bit the, longer. The, it's warranted, you know. Um, we had to talk it out. Sometimes you just got to talk it out. And, I and feel better know, now. It, and, and My voice doesn't. But and, and that's how you do it, right? I mean, you go in frustrated and you 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 talk, well, I don't want to be a sunshine pumper. I don't want to be too critical. I need to pump a little sunshine because you got to stay optimistic, but you can also be all pissed off. And then you circle back and you're like, yeah, it's pretty bad, but... <laughs> It'll be all right. But they still get to play on Saturday. And by Saturday, I know myself as a fan. You'll by, be ready to by go. By Saturday, You'll oh, be 100%. jacked up. You know, Preston Wilson and, and Jake Springfield and oh, hell yeah. And then by halftime, we'll, I'll, I'll, put, be out texting, a, I'll yeah. put out a Twitter poll and we'll re-gauge where, we where we're at. So, uh, an, an X-poll? An X-poll. What a name. Should have just named it like, like, I don't know, Chain or something stupid. Gonna go X. You might as well, um, like yeah. MySpace or something. Yeah. What was that? Pimp my ride. That's the name right there. I'm gonna go get on pimp my ride, man. I'm gonna pimp out my my thoughts, man. Yeah. We've gone too long. <laughs> How was? Did you have to do the game chat on Pokes Report? How'd that go this week? I didn't have to do much. Let me tell you. Um, well, I'm, I'm guessing it was active. I yeah, I didn't have to do much. <laughs> I was on there, and I, you, I completely you, forgot about that. You start to go, and then it's all of a sudden you don't have to do much. Um, but it was it was more so getting with Emma, uh, our uh, I don't want to say intern, uh, but the Emma Lightfoot she does some work for us on game days. Yeah, and I think she's going to start to do, she's she does a really good job. But we need to have her on here. We'll 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 get let's her on. do that. And uh, but it was getting with her at halftime and saying because it was like okay well. I want you the, – the game plan all along was, well, what do you want to write about? I don't know. Okay, well, this is what I want you to write about. I want you to watch the entire first half, and I want you to take notes. And whatever you think the biggest story is, make notes on the biggest story. 
and the end of the third quarter will reconvene. By halftime, it was like, well, I think we know what this story is going to be about. <laughs> but how do we put this? But how nicely? do you? And so I, I, I sent her a message, and I just said, listen, our job in this situation is to put absolutely zero opinion in the piece. State the facts. I want you to use the quotes from the players and the coaches. That's the story. You you put facts and stats, and that's it. Do nothing else because this is bad. And uh, yeah, so but uh, that and that's an interesting spot to be in for you guys. In that, um, it's well, hard. Your, damn your, it, your boss is in the locker room. I, I people listening to this, get off my back. All right, yeah, rocking a hard place. All right, Mike and Robert. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not happy. Robert's not happy. Go and read a story that Can Robert you, writes. And and for anybody that thinks oh he all he does is go in there and like you said you know orange colored glasses the guy literally has to talk to players five minutes after they walk off the field not getting to do the alma mater he gets which paid. people were all like you know what will they do the alma they never do the alma mater after they lose a game by ever, the way ever. ever so it wasn't like they were just nobody liked would it. you want to stay it, out there it wasn't like the whole team was walking to the transfer portal. Which is what people were literally calling in to. I don't know if it was Robert Show or somebody, and they were like, "I think the whole team walked off the field, and went to the went to the transfer portal." If you are saw, you kidding me? If you saw Robert's article on Saturday of his offensive review, he didn't sugarcoat it. He wasn't sugarcoating it on the radio today. No, you can't. You can't. Um, yeah, I heard it three times. I hope I don't get fired for this. <laughs> but, yeah, it's tough. But and and even he was saying, you know, even he was saying. He's he's done with the three quarterback thing, and for you can't, you can't. for him to be done with it, and and we're, but we're, now now he can't. said he said, in fairness, I'm glad I don't have to make the decision on which one you say you're no the doubt. guy, and that's why I go back to I would go with the senior. I'd look at him all and go, he's played the longest. We're going experience. He has the experience of, and if you go back to was it McCarthy, um, was there was there Michigan starting quarterback last year McNamara McNamara. He was in the Heisman chase. I think he was in New York. I mean, I get that Bowman didn't play a whole lot, but you've got a lot of experience. You played in the Big yeah. 12. You know what it is. Um, and we're at, we're at a point now where the frustration comes back out, and it's just like, I don't know what we're doing. Um, but the sun will rise. It'll be okay. Um, you can be upset, right? I'm not telling you you can't be upset. I'm just telling you just take a little bit of a breath. Take a step back from things. I sent you the picture. I was in the I was in the grass whenever I sent you that picture. Yeah, you and did. And sent you the text that I was pissed. I was like, dude, I'm in the I grass. I'm in the grass and I'm still upset. It's working. <laughs> and it's okay. That was to, a lot of grass. It's okay to be mad. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I also need to. You were uh, in Colorado. I was about to say, grass, I, need to, I need to. You shouldn't. Have, you shouldn't have been mad, man. I need, it was actual grass. All that grass, man. You should Not have that been, kind. You should have been just fine. Oh, this is a bad game, but I really don't care, man. <laughs> but I want some Doritos. Oh, that's. Uh, I could go for some Doritos, man. All right, that's gonna do it. We got to get out of here. We're we're quickly getting off the rails. But uh, uh, for Brian Murphy, I'm Zach Lancaster, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you next time here on PokesReport.com.